Hi friends, and welcome back to the Creating Eden podcast. I am your host, Eden. In today's episode, I want to talk about reclaiming my sexuality and my sensuality. And for me, those are two very, very different things. Um, I had this question come up when I shared what topics should I talk about? Um, somebody said sexuality and for me I'm adding in the sensual aspect as well because it is for me the gateway into um, deeper and more expressed and more felt sexuality Um, so I have never been a, a very outwardly sexual person I had some friends who were, um, and growing up in the dance world, um, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of fear of sexuality, which is really interesting because a lot of the, you know, a lot of the kind of commercial things that you see a lot of dancers in music videos and on concert tours and stuff, there is a lot of sexuality there, um, and embodied sexuality in movement, uh, which I think is really beautiful. And some of it is, uh, (laughs) all I'm thinking in my mind right now is the, um, I don't even know what the actual song is called, but the song like, I like big butts and I cannot lie, something Anaconda or something. All I'm thinking about is that music video right now and like the dancers in there. Um, and like, don't get me wrong, twerking can be sacred as fuck. Okay. Um, it depends on the energy and it depends on the intention. Um, I don't think it is a, an inherently um, like sexual and overly sexual thing. Um, it depends what energy we're putting into it in putting into it, you know. Um, and also, that's such an empowering and um, like it can be really healing to move our bodies in that way. It was for me. Uh, So anyways, I don't want to get too deep into um, that, Um, but growing up in the dance world, very, a lot of fear of sexual movement. And of course it makes sense. Like it's a very child centered and world, you know, but when you're coming up to be like, you're in your late teens, I, I was um, like 17 years old uh, and 18 years old when I started to actually have like a little tiny tiny bit more um like sensual sexual kind of movement um but that was like it was scary and it was not organic in my body it didn't happen naturally um it felt really scary and awkward and uncomfortable at first at first and um my what i have now come to learn my sexuality is expressed in a very like um playful toying i wish you could see how i'm moving my body right now (laughs) but in a very playful toying and like teasing kind of way a lot of the times i have this like devious smile you know um so anyways but it took a long time for me to 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 experience that within myself and to feel safe enough to express that within myself so And yeah, I grew up um, very disconnected from my sexuality. It was not a topic (laughs) that was like, yeah, on the table um, to talk about, to ask questions. Like we didn't really talk about sex in my household growing up. Um, 
you know, at school we had like very, very uh, disconnected, like we had like one, in grade seven I had one life skills class, I think it was, um, where we talked about like sex and genitals and all of the things um and like that teacher was great I don't even remember her name but she was great and like I am sending her so many like high fives and like just celebration for um offering that class (laughs) because it's hard it's hard to talk to a bunch of crazy teenagers um about that kind of stuff when well clearly we all felt very uncomfortable because we were just laughing you know and that's us trying to seek safety but I remember her explaining what she thought an orgasm felt like because somebody asked her what an orgasm feels like and she explained it so beautifully. Uh, She said it was, it feels like a burst of stars that's coming from inside you and it slowly like takes up more and more and more of your body. I will never forget that. I will never forget that. So um, yeah, In um, in my adulthood and in my intimate relationships, um, in, in my first relationship from like my early teens into uh, like when I graduated high school, that was a really beautiful um, intimate relationship where we just explored together and it was very new for both of us. Um, and we both just kind of navigated it together. So it was very, there was like a lot of innocence to it. I'm very grateful for, um, yeah, that human and all that I got to learn and experience and navigate in that relationship um in terms of the intimacy and um that's like when I really got to know my own body and um what I like what I what felt good but um it was still very young and very innocent um and I wasn't really like intentionally connecting with my sexuality you know it wasn't um yeah it wasn't intentional but It was really explorative, really beautiful, and I'm so grateful for that chapter of my life and that human. Um, And yeah, going into like other relationships as I got older, I created the story that I learned from outside of myself that, you know, men only wanted to get into my pants. So I kind of did the same thing. I kind of was like, okay, I will, uh, I, I will like... Pretty much, if you're going to use me, I'm going to use you first. That's the mindset that I had, which this was in my ego Eden era, where I was very detached and disconnected and, um, you know, doing the best that I could, trying to survive in the best way that I knew how, but not necessarily the nicest way <laughs> and the best way for the people around me. Um, but I was very much in, like, I was working on the cruise ships and that's like a, it's a pretty wild party environment. Um, not always, but it was for me. Um, and yeah, I wasn't connected to my sexuality in a powerful way. You know, I wasn't like, I wasn't empowered in that. I wasn't conscious in that. I was kind of just like using that as validation, um, you know, to, to feel validated, to feel worthy, to feel good enough, to feel sexy, to feel whatever. And even then, like, it wasn't about my own sexuality, my own pleasure, my own experience. It was all outside of me. It was all, I want this man to desire me. I want this man to want to have sex with me. I want this man to want me. Even if I didn't want them. So fucked up. 
but I give love. I give love to that version of myself because she just wants love. <laughs> she just wants to be loved. Um, and um, yeah, then I moved into a relationship where there was a lot of a lot of wounding that came up, um, a lot of projecting and um, fears and all of the things on both sides. Um, a lot of resentment was built for me and it kind of furthered, pushed my sexuality away and I started experiencing a lot of shame. A lot of shame because I didn't want to share this physical intimacy. I didn't want to because I didn't feel loved and I didn't feel safe. Um, and because the the built-up resentment, I sometimes couldn't even look at this person. Um, and I definitely couldn't look at them with desire. Um, so I felt a lot of shame. My body also changed a lot in those years, as I have shared um, in another podcast episode, I think episode two. Um my body was carrying a lot of guilt and a lot of shame because I had seeked outside of that relationship for that love, that validation. And I, um, yeah, I received that in the form of physical intimacy with other people. And, um, yeah, there was a lot of guilt and a lot of shame that I, that I carried from that experience. Um, and it absolutely blocked me from, connecting with any of my sexual energy and I felt dirty I felt really dirty and ugly and disgusting I hated myself and I hated my body um, I treated my body so badly I was so mean to myself and um, again like all I wanted was love but I wouldn't even give that love to myself so um, I remember I remember and this was throughout the lockdowns I remember sitting in front of my mirror and like I could feel this desire to connect with my own sexuality and my own like sensual kind of movement um, I'll talk about sensuality a little bit uh, later I want to start on the sexuality so um, yeah, I, re I remember this desire and I was wearing, I was wearing these, um, like rust indigo Luna flare, uh, Layla flare pants, if you know what those are, comfy AF. <laughs> and I was wearing this black crop top and I wasn't wearing a bra underneath and like the way that it was cropped, you could kind of see like that under boob. Some people pull that off so well and I'm like, that looks so good. How do you do that? <laughs> Um, and in that moment with that crop top, I was like, oh, I like the way I look in this. And I remember being so afraid <laughs> to explore um, this like sexual, sensual movement where I wasn't like um, touching myself as in like masturbating or pleasuring myself. Um, I'm just realizing I'm probably have to going to have to put a little <laughs> explicit content on this one, but that's okay. Um, I was, I was just touching my body and like slowly rubbing my hands on my body. And this is for me what initially is sensual, right? It's feeling the physical sensations of my hands touching my body. And the more like that doesn't have to lead to sexual energy. It can, um, but it doesn't have to, right? But 
for me in that moment it was leading to it and I remember just running my hands over my body over my body and like slowly undulating my spine and I was so scared there was so much shame oh my god so much shame that came up for me and like my partner at the time was in the living room and all we had is like one of those sliding doors um in between the living room and the bedroom and I remember like wanting so badly to lock the door because I was like if he comes in here while I'm doing this like he's gonna shame me he's gonna call me xyz he's gonna do this um and really like that's what I was doing to myself right he probably would have just been like what are you doing and I would have been like oh god oh god nothing nothing (laughs) dancing and he'd be like okay (laughs) um but yeah (laughs) I was so scared so I didn't lock the door because I didn't want him to think that I was doing something that I shouldn't be doing but I wanted to lock the door to create that safe container for myself because I was so scared of him coming in um but as I like I just slowly kept coming back to that practice like I felt my body wanting to I felt my body wanting to do that to wanting to move in that way and like just looking at myself in the mirror and yeah like undulating my spine and like snaking it's really that like for me it's this like snaking kind of energy um that yeah devious snaky sexual energy like oh oh delicious I love it but at the time it was very scary it was so scary and it was so hard um to witness myself do that while also holding the shame and the fear at the same time but I just kept coming back to that practice um and yeah and the more I did it the easier it felt and the better it felt and the less shame I experienced the less shame I um yeah I was holding on to because I was releasing shame in that process um and when I moved back to Chilliwack I um started dancing uh at um at a studio in Abbotsford called Jam Dance uh, the teacher Jess, I danced with her growing up and she's amazing. Um, she has a program, My Heels, where it's like a sexy, sassy heels dance class. Um, and, you know, had I not, I went to one of her classes before in the midst of all my shame and hating myself. And I remember feeling like I wasn't allowed <laughs> to dance the way that I was dancing. Um, But anyways, when I moved back, I had done all of that work behind closed doors, um, in my room, in my own safe space. Um, And a lot of the times, like that transitioned into um, putting on lingerie. And for me, that immediately adds a layer of like sexy um, and feels good. Like it feels good for me. And for some people that might not feel good for but for me it feels good Um, and I would dance in that and I would just move and explore feeling myself in that way Um, so had I not done that kind of work before stepping into these classes I wouldn't have felt safe enough to explore that type of movement 
um, with other people, but just creates such a beautiful, safe and supportive space that, um, yeah, that like, it's, it's just so beautiful to be in that space with everybody and, um, in that community, cause it really is a, a community, um, where everybody, you know, everybody's exploring themselves in that way. And maybe everyone's at a different place in terms of their relationship with their sexuality and their sensuality. And, um, you know, people are there for different reasons, but for me, it was to, allow myself to explore that side of me with other people and feel seen and supported in that space and that's really what I got um and it it was really beautiful and that like made me feel so empowered like so good I felt so sexy I was like damn I was looking at myself and I was like damn who is this girl who is she holy shit. Um, and yeah, that was probably the first time in my life that I felt like fully embodied in my sexuality. Um, and felt like, yeah, even proud of myself in that sexuality. Um, is that everyone's path? Absolutely not. You know, maybe for you staying in a safe container in your own room by yourself, maybe without even a mirror, Maybe just feeling what it feels like to be in your sexuality. Like, how do you move when you're connected to your sexual energy? How do you move? What do you sound like? Do you make sounds? How does, how is your breath? Yeah, does it quicken? Is it deeper? Is it louder? Um, Are you smiling or are you like frowning? I frown my eyebrows a lot (laughs) Um, when I'm like, oh. Oh, like feeling the juiciness. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe that's like, maybe that's like, wow, this is a lot of work for me. Um, or this is exactly where I want to stay. This is, this feels good and I want to stay here. Um, we don't have to put our sexuality on display, right? Just because some people like to doesn't mean that we have to, you know? I lived my life on a stage growing up. So for me... Um, sharing is very natural and very true for me Um, and that might not be true for you and that's okay you know we don't all have to be the same Um, and there's no there's no right or wrong there's just what feels right for us uh, as the unique beautiful individuals that we are so um, yeah the more that I um the more that I, or the longer that I did those classes, the better I felt, the deeper my own sexual exploration within myself got. Um, And yeah, I started to um, really, really explore my sexuality by by myself. And there's still like layers of, fear in talking about it and I'm not quite sure Hmm. I'm not quite sure if it's shame yeah (laughs) it's shame and it's guilt and it's my my younger Eden like little like 
like seven, eight, nine year old Eden that's like, oh God, I'm doing something wrong. If I'm like, yeah, exploring my sexuality um, and touching myself and exploring what feels pleasurable for me in a deeply sexual way. Um, my younger self feels like I'm doing something wrong and that I am wrong for doing it. So yeah, real live navigation of shame uh, on, yeah, on these conversations and that is okay. I know that I'm not the only one. Some people talk about sex like mm, easy peasy. Some people talk about masturbation like it's easy fucking peasy. For me, absolutely not. <laughs> no. Uh, that's still where I have blockages and um, yeah, there's a part of me that desires to be able to speak about it so openly that like my face doesn't get red, I don't feel uncomfortable, I feel safe in my body talking about it and I'm getting to that place um, with like talking to my friends about like sex and intimacy. I used to be like so scared to even talk to my friends about it. Um, yeah, I would I would just get so nervous and it would be very like scary, scary, scary um, kind of conversations. Um, but now speaking with my friends about it is a lot easier. But speaking to this podcast is scary. I don't know. Is my mom listening? Mom, I hope you're not listening. <laughs> and if you are, uh, close your ears. <laughs> Um, anyways, that's just me feeling very, very uncomfortable. So, um, yeah, but I did, I did start exploring in that way. And the more comfortable I got with touching my own body and moving my own body and expressing my own sexuality physically, the better it was when I got to share that with somebody. Um, and, uh, yeah, I went through a really beautiful um, space in my life where um, that empowerment and that strength and that embodiment of my sexuality really helped me to feel safe to explore sex from a whole new lens um, and feel like actually good about myself as I did it because a lot of the times um, that I would have sex, I would feel like ugly I would feel um like I was like taking too much time I would feel like I wasn't allowed to be the focus um and receive pleasure it was all about like giving 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 um and this was the first time in my life where I was like no <laughs> no I'm not just going to give. This is a two-way street. This is about me and my pleasure as well. And I think that as a society overall, um, women's pleasure, uh, we don't get to experience it as much and as deeply as men. Um, I, I think like the orgasm rates are so different. And I have, I have experienced that in many times in my life where um, there is an imbalance in, in that receiving pleasure um and in the the orgasms and you know um sharing intimacy that physical intimacy having sex is not about um it's not about it doesn't have to be about the orgasm the goal doesn't have to be orgasm the goal can be being fully present to the experience the goal can be exploring trying something new there can be different intentions um but 
even when the goal is not orgasm, I have found that men will much quick, more quickly um, reach orgasm than women. And I, I don't, I am not going to pretend like I know exactly why. I know my own experience. And my own experience is that I've been too afraid to take up space and I've been too afraid to tell my partner is what I want and what I like and what feels good. I've also been way too afraid to tell them what I don't like. So I have let people do things to me that I actually didn't like and I didn't enjoy, but I didn't want to hurt their feelings. And I know that I am not alone in this, um, but I didn't want to hurt their feelings. So I didn't say anything. And then in my mind, I'm like, this sucks. I hate this. Why am I doing this? And it's like, that is so unfair. This poor human who is just trying to connect. And I don't know, maybe sometimes it, it wouldn't be that, like, just trying to connect. But um, uh, for the most part, just trying to connect and feel loved and feel this, like, have this beautiful, juicy experience. Like, they're trying. <laughs> and if I'm not telling them, hey, I don't like that, they could be thinking, like, oh, I'm doing a great job. <laughs> And then they never know. And I think that a lot of women do that. Um, and that ain't helping us. <laughs> if we are too afraid to tell people what we like and what we want, we're not going to get what we want. And this goes for more than just sex. If I'm too afraid to speak my desires out into the world, if I'm too afraid to ask somebody for something, um, I'm never going to get it. If I'm too afraid to ask for a raise, there's like the chances of me getting raised are slim to none unless my boss is like loving me so much and is like has you know the financing to to give me a raise um but it's highly it's a lot more likely that i would get a raise if i asked for it that i will get my needs met if i ask for it if i don't ask maybe there will be some beautiful coincidence and alignment where i will get my needs met but most of the time no so yeah. <laughs> um, anywho, where was I in my timeline of events exploring that um, uh, different, different things, different fantasies, different things I wanted to experience. I was in this really open, beautiful um, space in, in my life where I got to experience a lot of things and uh, feel really empowered and beautiful and sexy and desired while doing so um and yeah that was like that was like a peak sexuality kind of time in my life and that was that was about last year last summer um and yeah with like the winter my energy is a lot lower as a lot of people's is um and when my energy is lower my desire for um yeah, those intimate sexual experiences is a lot lower as well. Um, and yeah, and now I'm pregnant. So that first trimester of my pregnancy, I was like, don't touch me. Please don't touch me. I feel so sick. Do not touch me. Uh, so my like connection with my sexuality was very much non-existent. Very, very much non-existent. And uh and that is okay. I, I didn't expect myself <laughs> to have the highest sex drive and be so stoked to connect in that way. Like, um, no. And also, like, I didn't feel sexy in my body. I felt disgusting in my body. I felt gross. I felt tired. I felt like I was, like, just sick all the time, you know? How, 
it's really hard for me to feel sexy in my body when I'm throwing up every day <laughs> and crying about having to eat. <laughs> um, so yeah, now that my morning sickness and stuff is gone, I have found myself reconnecting to my sexuality. But before I could do that, I had to reconnect with my sensuality. So for me, the difference between sensuality and sexuality, sensuality is um, being fully present in my body, fully alive with my senses, fully feeling what's happening inside of me and around me, fully feeling touch on my skin, smelling things deeply, fully tasting things as I'm eating them. And, um, I wish you could see the way I was just moving. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so, yeah, that's sensuality to me. It's that connection with the senses. And because I had been so disconnected from my body and so uncomfortable in my body, it took me a while to want to be in my body again because I was so used to not feeling good at that point. Um, and that was when I actually did the six-day devotional practice online with my friend Michelle. It was called Reclaim. Um and it was a really beautiful, like, six-day free offering, free practice, where each day we connected with a different sense. sense. Um, and that was such a beautiful practice for me to come back into my body. And it's it was really simple, you know, very, very simple of, like, okay, I lit some Palo Santo, and I smelt it, and I fully smelt it. Um, and that was my practice, like, ugh amazing <laughs> beautiful um and in order for me to have embodied sexual experiences i need to first be connected to my senses to my body i need to feel the touch on my skin you know i need to be connected to my breath i need to feel my body moving and you know hear like my partner's breath in my ear, hear my own breath, hear my own voice. Um, and uh, yeah, all that juiciness. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I really reconnected to my sensuality first before I could reconnect to my sexuality. And I'm actually, um, this morning had a lot of like blocks come up and um I, I've been in my mind, I've been in my head a lot uh, when sharing intimacy with my partner and um, this is also feels very vulnerable <laughs> to share, but I'm going to share it anyways, um, where I feel like I take, this is my story, my story is that I take too long to be ready, ready in quotations, it takes my body too long to open up. And that is a story, because <laughs> uh, what is too long? Too long to who? How long should it take, you know? Um, it depends on what energy I'm coming from. If I'm coming from a very, like, serious, stoic energy, it's going to take me a lot longer to open up than if I'm coming from, like, a playful, light-hearted energy. Whereas if I'm already, like, navigating through my day and I'm feeling... Um, like if I'm ovulating, for instance, and obviously I'm pregnant right now, so I'm not, but if I'm ovulating, my baseline 
of how easy it is for me to tap into my sensuality, tap into my sexuality is so much higher than if I am about to bleed, right? So it's also navigating that, working with my cycle as well, where I'm at in, in my cycle and how my energy is. And there's all of these all of these things that play into what my baseline is, what my starting energy is. Um, so in order to invite myself, my body into that full openness, ready to receive, ready to fully receive that pleasure and my partner um there's a there's sometimes a lot (laughs) that needs to happen and um what i have been conditioned to believe is that it should be happening quickly i should be ready all of the time and that is just not true and that is also not fair that is such an unfair expectation and you know this might not be your experience you might be like oh i'm ready all the time let's do it let's go and like If that's you, oh my god, I hope you're having a lot of sex and I hope it's amazing. (laughs) Um, But that's not me in this season of my life. It was in last season of my life. Last year I was like, oh yeah, let's get it on, baby. Um, But this season is a lot different and that is okay. I have a a lot of grace for myself, but I found myself getting frustrated. Um, and projecting my inability to communicate my needs with my partner onto my partner and I would get frustrated with him and think like why are you in a rush slow down slow down but I would I say that no so how does he know if I don't communicate it with him how does he know it's not his fault he's just doing what he thinks I'm enjoying and if I don't tell him otherwise why would he stop right if I seem like I'm enjoying it why would he stop Um, so anyways, I had, I had like a moment, uh, this morning after we connected and, um, I, I cried and like, he asked me, I was very, very quiet afterwards. And he asked me, are are you okay? Like, what's, what's going on in your mind right now? And I just started crying and I just said, there's a few times during that, that I wanted to stop, but I couldn't say, like, I, I didn't know how to say it. Um, and I was really blocked and, uh. You know, he just held me as I was crying and I felt I felt a lot of um, grief and a lot of shame um, and like a lot of um, I just felt really bad for my body because I, I abandoned my body and what she was telling me and she was just telling me like, stop, I need more time. I need more time. I'm not ready. Um, and instead of honoring that in my head I was just like no overpowered overpowered we're doing this we're doing this keep going (laughs) and my poor body (laughs) my poor body but my partner is great as soon as I speak he receives me and he loves me and we you know we navigate the situation together and return back to that love and connection and he you know just reminded me you are allowed to tell me what you need you are allowed to speak your needs and I will receive you um, and then I shared, like, I, I'm scared that I take too long and you're going to get bored and it's going to take, you're going to say it's too much work. I'm too much work. Um, and that has been, like, that has, has been with me. That story has been with me for a long time. And most of the time it's been unconscious. I didn't know I was carrying that story. Um, so, yeah, we navigated that in a really beautiful way and now... 
that I have spoken that out loud next time, I, I will feel safer to voice my needs and say, like, I need more time. Um, or say, like, can we do this first? Can we explore this? I would really like to try this. Or, you know, guide him into something that feels really good for me. And, you know, it's not just about me. It's, it's both of us experiencing it. But um, when I feel like I've been silent for so long, um, I want to start speaking up and, and saying what I want and what I desire and how what would make me feel good. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at in this present moment as I'm recording this um, with my sexuality. Um, I was, when I moved to Nelson, I also was doing a heels class um, at Intuit with MJ. She's amazing. Again, that like really beautiful, safe space to explore our sexuality and to express ourselves. And um, now dancing like that just feels like second nature. It's just like, that is, that is a part of me. That is a, a side of me that I love to express that feels really good. Um, and then of course, when I got pregnant, I was like, I do not want to dance like this right now. In that first trim- trimester, I was like, uh-uh. So I'm taking a break um, and then we'll break for the summer. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if by September I'm going to want to dance like that again. Um, I think it might be a little while. <laughs> a little while. In a, in a class setting, you know, maybe I'll do it at home. But I don't know. I've seen, I've seen other women in those heels classes pregnant dancing. And I'm just like, hell yeah, you do you. Um, but yeah, I just want to honor my body where I'm at and how I'm feeling. And in the moment, like, I don't really have the desire to, uh, be consistently showing up in, in that kind of space and dancing in that way, just cause my body says, excuse me, my body says no. Um, and I want to honor that. I want to honor that. Um, so yeah, yeah, sex, sexuality is so interesting and it's so nuanced and so layered and um, there's it's something that can be that can carry so much shame for a lot of us, myself included, as I shared. Um, but I think it's also really beautiful to be having the conversations, to be sharing um, openly if you feel called, of course, if that feels true for you. Because um, as soon as we speak things out, um, the shame has nowhere to hide, right? The shame has nowhere to hide. And a lot of the time when we shed light on the shame, that's when it can actually dissipate. Uh, the, the more that we hide with our shame, the more shame we're going to feel, the bigger it's going to feel, the heavier it's going to feel. Um, that's been my experience at least. Um, and yeah, every time I've shared something that has felt really scary to share and I felt a lot of shame over um it's been really beautiful and really well received and a lot of the time people have resonated and experienced the same kind of shame so um yeah yeah I'm, I'm really grateful for whoever it was that uh I can't remember on the top off the top of my head but whoever asked this question wanted me to speak about sexuality um yeah yeah I definitely um approach sexuality in a very different way than I used to it's it's from a much more um intentional lens of allowing that like sexual side of me to exist 
first and foremost, um, and to be celebrated, you know, to honor her and to celebrate her and to know that that is life force energy. Sex is life force energy is literally the thing that creates life. And I am living proof of that right now, you know? Um, so it's that, yeah, that life source energy, that creative energy. Um, so even like getting connected to your sexuality doesn't have to be for, uh, intimate experiences with other people. It can get you connected to your sacral center, um, which is where your creativity lives. Um, so before you start working on something, whether that's like a painting or a poem, or um, you're creating an offering of some sort, like anytime you wanna be in that creation energy, I invite you to tap into your creative, uh, your sexual energy and see, just see, just experiment and see how being in that, being connected to your sacral, being in that sexual energy enhances your creativity. And maybe um, being in that energy will, like poem, poetry, for example, when I'm in that sexual energy, oh man, I feel things so much deeper and oh, it, like it feels so much more rich in my mouth and the words that I use are gonna be different. Um, so yeah. Uh, I invite you into that connection with your sexuality, even outside of sexual intimacy and even outside of that sexual intimacy with yourself um, as well. But uh, just allowing that sexual energy to exist within you and using it for, yeah, for creative purposes um, as well as that physical connection. Oh, beautiful. That was really, really a great episode for me. Um, I feel, yeah, I feel like that was great. <laughs> I will definitely put a little explicit content because I don't want people listening to this with their kids in the car or something if, if they don't, <laughs> if they don't know. Um, but yeah, as always, um, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting me and witnessing me and receiving me. I am so grateful for you. Um, and yeah, if, as always, like if there's anything else that you want me to talk about, anything you want me to go into more depth and detail about, um, just find me on Instagram. I'm creating Eden with two N's at the end of Eden, E-D-E-N-N. Um, and send me send me the questions and I will answer them. Send me the topics and I will do my best to share on them and talk about them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love you. I hope you have a beautiful day and I will see you next time.